We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is August 11th, 2020. And if you are listening or watching, you are listening or watching to the Marcel Brothers podcast. Hello there, brother. How are you? I know it's been a while, but it's good to be back. Let me tell you, a lot of, lot of things changing. A lot well, I mean, okay, I'll play Curiosity, Kill the Cat. What's been going on since the last time we talked? Well, since you asked, <laughs> I ended up finishing residency, so I'm a full-fledged podiatric medical physician and what, surgeon. What? What? So what? That's, that, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Um, I got a job as well. What? What? Let's get it. Uh, I'm working in... Uh, Northeast, so specifically in uh, Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and Abington, Pennsylvania. Stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also uh, a partner in one of the uh, practices that I'm in as well. Oh, so partner. Yeah. Oh, managing yeah. partner. All right. Let's go. What, what Let's is go. that practice? What is the name of that practice? Yeah, that practice is called Save Your Souls Podiatry. Mm. It's conveniently located right across the street from Abington Hospital. <laughs> Look at that. Um, Have you practiced saying that? I mean, you sound too professional when you're just saying that. It just rolls off the tongue. Oh, man. You know, one would think, but nah. It's It just feels good. I'm happy, excited, and um, there's huge groundbreaking news. Um, this guy... And his mm-hmm. wife are expecting our first child as well. What? Man, daddy yeah. to be? Daddy what? to be. What? Daddy to be. Yeah, that's a... Congratulations. Right. You're about to join the club, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations, my man. I wish you and the missus nothing but the best. I wish nothing but the best for future baby Plato. That's just the nickname that we're giving the baby, not saying that the baby's name is Plato, <laughs> but yep, wish nothing yep. but health and happiness. And you are for sure turning a new page in your life, man. I mean, look at all these things that have happened in these last few years and you claimed it and here you are now, man. So live it up. You deserve it. It's surreal. It's surreal, but I'm excited without a doubt, without a doubt. And so just taking things one step at a time still, but, you know, huge changes have occurred, and it seems like all at once, but, you know, I'm excited. I'm happy. Bring it on. <laughs> Gosh, man, I mean, I, I can't beat that. Jeez. I mean, you know, the MVP crew has been keeping up, so, you know, we actually ended up doing a podcast, you know, earlier in the week, so this is a nice double feature for the crew, so... You know, for us, everything is good. You know, Leah is doing great. She's still on maternity leave, but she's, you know, trying to make sure that everything is going on well. She's doing an awesome job with 
Amelia, and she also gets to hang out with Ophelia. So it's nice for her to be able to spend some quality time with the family, especially at such an influential time of their lives when it's the first few years. So I think these are some times that she's been wanting for a while. And now she has an opportunity to be able to do that and to concentrate all of her time and energies on the family. So I know she's very excited about that. I'm back to work, like the rest of the MVP crew knows. And, you know, work is work. I mean, with everything going on with the coronavirus, I, like I talked to the MVP crew during the previous podcast, I've got no complaints and it's all blessings right here because it's it can be pretty bad out there. And I, I know lots of people who have gotten sick and it's one of those things that people tell me it's it's one of those things where it's it's lingering you know you don't really feel right something's just off and you just can't explain it after you supposedly are finished with your symptoms and it's just one of those things where we just got to be as safe as possible so keep on washing your hands you know if you can socially distance when you're in areas try to do that wear the mask and you know try to practice very good hygiene but it's tough out there but I just feel that we're just transforming again, figuring out how to live with everything going on. But I think we're adapting. I think we're doing a good job. I give lots of props to my daughter, Ophelia, because, you know, she's one that's used to masks. She kind of understands that she needs to wear a mask. And in the beginning, it was kind of tough. But it's one of those things where she gets it. We tell her, hey, you're wearing your mask because you've got to you're saving the people that you're spending some time with when it's outside of the house and it's like a uniform it's it's just second nature to her so it just shows how gosh this time last year i don't even remember what we were doing this time last year it's just been a long year but hey we're gonna come up on top we're gonna do what we need to be able to do and we just gotta keep on thinking positive definitely 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 man so we there's a lot of stuff that have been going on today i mean i think today there was lots of news. You know, the, when I woke up in the morning, the first news that I heard was that Russia had, you know, started giving out its coronavirus vaccine. And it's been reported that they're the first to have one. So that was the first news that I heard earlier today. And then later on in the day, because we're sports fans following up on the sports. And one of the things that we saw was that you know, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 look like they're going to be pushing back fall sports to the spring, which is a pretty big deal. And this is including football. And then shortly after that, you know, we were all informed that President or President candidate Joe Biden has elect or has picked who his vice president running mate is going to be. And the running mate is going to be Kamala Harris. So lots of information that has been cast upon our ears. And I feel like we need to talk about one of those three things. Any any picks, Marvin? What do you want to talk about? I think we should chip away at the, the football. Let's try that. Okay. All right. Let's, let's start off first with the football and let's see where things go from there. So... As our resident college football expert over here, I'll be very curious to hear what your thoughts are on what's going on with the story. So this is a story article that's been written in ESPN, and I just want to hear what your thoughts are and try to think of 
this article from the perspective of you being that college football athlete that you were. So Pac-12 postpones all sports through end of year. The Pac-12 CEO group voted unanimously Tuesday to postpone all sports, including football and basketball, through the end of the year. In a statement, the Pac-12 said if the conditions related to the coronavirus improve, it would consider a return to competition after January 1st, 2021. The health, safety, and well-being of our student-athletes and all those connected to Pac-12 sports has been the number one priority since the start of the current crisis, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott said in a statement. Our student-athletes, fans, staff, and all those who love college sports would like to have seen the season played under this calendar year as originally planned, and we know how disappointing this is. Postponement applies to all sports that were scheduled to start before the end of the year, which includes winter sports like men's and women's basketball. Impact Act 12 student athletes will continue to have their scholarships guaranteed. The conference is also encouraging the NCAA to grant students who opt out of playing this academic year an additional year of eligibility. The league's medical advisory group had concerns that many of its current recommendations cannot be achieved consistently across all universities at this point in time. Currently, the availability of frequent FDA-approved accurate testing with rapid turnaround time vary at each Pac-12 institution locations. In addition, in many locations within the conference, community test positivity rates and the number of cases per 100,000 in the surrounding community area exceed levels which infectious disease people and public health officials deem safe for group sports. The medical advisory group also said it is anticipated that over the next few months, rapid point-of-care tests will become more available and will have a greater understanding of the potential short- and long-term health effects of COVID-19 to better inform the medical decision-making. Scott said in a news conference Tuesday that many factors went into the Pac-12's decision, including the fact that creating a bubble, as for some sports, pro sports have done, wasn't possible for them. Our student-athletes are part of a broader campus community, Scott said. Student-athletes are living with peer students on campus interacting, and enough questions and concerns have been raised that we didn't feel comfortable moving forward. But last month, in the wake of the same decision from the Big Ten, the Pac-12 announced it would proceed with conference-only football schedule to begin September 26. The Pac-12's decision to postpone the fall schedule Tuesday again follows the same decision from the Big Ten, which announced that it would postpone fall sports about an hour into the Pac-12 CEO group meeting. We knew there was a parallel track with the Big Ten also discussing this, said Oregon's President Michael Skill, the chair of the CEO group. We feel good about our decision. We would have made it independent of the Big Ten. We respect institutions in the Big Ten. Many of them have the same values that we have, and we're happy that they're joining us. The CEO group is made up of a chancellor or president from each of the conference's 12 universities and is the ultimate decision maker for the Pac-12. It's still unclear how the decisions by the Big Ten and Pac-12 will impact the college football playoff. Any decisions about the structure or format of the 14 playoffs are made by the CFP Board of Managers, which is comprised of 11 university presidents and chancellors, including Penn State's Eric Bannon and Washington State's Kurt Stoltz. It's too soon to say what the implications will be, CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock told ESPN. We will wait for the guidance from the CFP Board and Management Committee. Oh, man. Yeah, Look at that, man. That's a lot of information to take in, and it's crazy coronavirus because does it again. coronavirus wins. But if you really think about it, um, we had the Summer Olympics got canceled. That was the first. That was one of the, we were one of the first podcasts that did talk about that, by the way. Yeah, we did talk about that. And, you know, you have to make 
a decision. And, you know, school year is starting up quickly. And this time last year, if you're playing college ball, college football in particular, you're already in training. You're doing like some summer workouts and you're getting ready to do um, your two-a-days and your training camp before the actual season begins. And it's, it's still very hard to get a grasp as far as what needs to be done specifically in order to keep the coronavirus at bay. And when we look on to, you know, the professionals, like the professional sports teams and whatnot, they themselves don't have it under control and they have all of the money, you know? So these are the professionals. These are the people that this is what they do for a living, play professional ball. And whether you're looking at it from the point of view of baseball looking at it from NBA, looking at it from NFL. Uh, NBA has that bubble, which I think it's working relatively well, but you can't really do the same type of bubble with the NFL. You know, NFL has a 52-man roster. College football has even more players per team. I don't see how it can be done safely, a bubble, the way that the NBA has it. Um, with college football, because on a college uh, football team, it's pretty – one can have over 100 players on the team, and that's not something that's out of the ordinary. So think about that. 100 players on the team, and not even including you know the staff, um, the coaches, the – the other staff that's on top of that, the trainers, etc., the number of people involved with these organizations are in immense. It's an immense number. So I just don't see how right now college football can do this safely and effectively, especially if the professional teams are not able to do it at this point in time. And because the season is scheduled or in the past is scheduled to begin in September. I don't think we have enough time to get all of this under control. And the numbers are still spiking all throughout the country, depending upon where you are when it comes to coronavirus cases. And it's, I don't think it's good to be in that position where you're like, maybe the season's going to go on. Maybe it's not going to go on. We need a decision. The decision needs to be made now. So then you can, uh, effectively plan around that decision. And I think this is a fair decision, just suspending things for now and seeing if it could uh, come back into fruition next year, possibly in the, the springtime. But I, I know it's a blunder. Uh, a lot of people are not going to be happy with this decision, but COVID-19 does not discriminate whether you are a professional athlete, an amateur athlete, a student, it doesn't matter. It doesn't discriminate. Anybody can be affected. So very interesting, very interesting. So let's just think about the decision of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. So, you know, let's say they don't play this fall and they start up in the spring. You know, what's very interesting to think about is can we have an actual football season 
in the spring or should it just be canceled for the entire year? And I guess the reason why I bring that up is, all right, let's say you resume in the spring semester. So, you know, students come back from, you know, school late January. I'm assuming that, let's say the go ahead is to start the season after the year. So does that mean you can start training after the calendar year, new calendar year, January 1st? Or does that mean you numbers look pretty good December they say hey we're going to start the football season in January so you can start your training now so you've got your finals everything that's going on from that perspective in the month of December then after that you've obviously got your holidays and then family time and then all of a sudden school year starts again and then you go into playing sports you play that Let's just say that's the timeline. So, what, end of January is when you start having your first games. Maybe early February is when you start having your first games. College football generally is a, what, four months, I would say, from September to December. So, let's say you do four months of college football, you know, let's say February. February, March, April, May. Does that mean June is when you end finishing, you know? Even though May... April, May is when schools are done. And then all of a sudden, you've got either your seniors who are about to get in the process of, you know, do they get to participate in the draft? I mean, the draft happens during the summertime. So is it one of those things where are they playing during the draft? And then all of a sudden, you start training for the NFL. And then before you know it, NFL starts up and you got players that have been playing for, you know, eight, nine months straight. You know, is that one of the things that we're looking at? Or what about the team members who are, you know, sophomores and juniors? All of a sudden they finish football, very grueling schedule. And then all of a sudden they have a two week break. And then all of a sudden you start off with two days again. And then after that, you have college football season planned again. So it's very interesting because that could be a potential schedule that you have essentially one of the more, you know, grueling physical sports playing essentially eight months in a row with maybe, what, a couple of weeks off. So, you know, it's one of those things where you got to think about it from that perspective. So is it in the best interest to even have a season or do you just kibosh that season altogether? And then you got the obvious elephant in the room, which is going to be players who are predicted to maybe be NFL players who are going to be professionals one day. What are their thoughts going to be? Are they going to feel like it's worth them playing so close to when the NFL combine is so close to when the draft is, are they going to want to put themselves in that? Because you hear about players sitting out bowl games. That's kind of like the new thing now. Like if you're not playing for the national championship and all of a sudden it's like, well, what's the point of me playing anymore? I'm just going to start training for the combine. So is, so some of these high profile players who are, either Heisman Trophy candidates or people who are must-see TV, 
all of a sudden now you don't have them playing. So how does what ends up working out with that? So it's just very interesting how this decision, you know, is it's bigger than all of us. And and I think we can all agree that the reason why this was probably even a discussion to begin with is because how much money college football brings to the universities and you've got your TV contracts and you got, you know, everybody's talking about end of, or college and the cost of tuition and if everything's online or less people are going to dorms, which means the bottom dollar of the universities are going down, which means that the university's got to figure out some way to build that money. So it's, I think that's the reason why everybody's literally talking about it is because it brings money in. I mean, no offense to, you know, other sports that don't bring any money in or don't bring any fandom in. But I think the other decisions were probably pretty easy to do. But this one is definitely a conundrum because it starts in the fall. Right. So, yes, I agree. Uh, money is a major issue. And uh, a lot of people are very passionate about their college football. But from the perspective of uh, the student athlete, um, it's still feasible because as a Division One college football player, your season on paper is only during the fall. But reality, it's year-round. Because mm-hmm. you got to remember, um, you have summer where you're training. Uh, you're, you do your... Uh, you do your own training without it fully being um, sessions with coaches and everything, but you're still training. Mm. You actually have the fall sports, you know, you have the regular season. Then the winter time, you have bowl time. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of teams who are involved with the bowls, they get, they go back to practice and, you know, they prep for that as well. And then in the springtime, you have spring football. So, again, you're back on the field. You're still seeing film, practicing, etc. So from the point of view of the, the you know, Division One student athlete, you are playing all year round. Now it's just a matter of when does it, quote unquote, count. And so you could essentially still flip it and still get a season out of it. Now, will you be able to have a college playoff? I don't know. I, maybe, maybe not. But when you think about it, if you go back 10, 15 years, there wasn't a college football playoff. People played games just to play games. And if you want a certain amount of games, then uh, instead of having uh, an official playoff, they're just like, OK, we're going to create a bowl game. So this is like your playoff. This is like your Super Bowl. And so they just group together and put people in different bowls and they all play throughout the year. If you're going to try to get into the NFL, really what the scouts are looking for is film. They want to see in-game film to see how you react in different scenarios. It doesn't even have to truly be uh, a situation where a playoff is there in order to get good film. If you're playing another team, if it's quote-unquote exhibition games, you still will get the film that the college scouts want to determine if you're a good candidate or not. But really, it all boils down to, at least in my opinion, if you have the body type for what they're looking for, if you've demonstrated the ability to make the plays when it counts on film against opponents, and then if you show out 
during the combine, during the combine, and you perform really well, then you have a really good chance of making it to NFL. And if all of the schools are involved in the same type of situation, then this is going to be a year where okay, the what's deemed normal is going to be different, but it's going to be different clear across the board. So it's still going to be an even playing field if everyone is involved with the, with the same types of situations. So I think it's definitely doable. I think college football, like you said, it's too much of a big-time money-grabbing institution. Uh, if anything, if they flip it to springtime and if things get better then, I still think they could still make some money. It's not going to be as much as before, but they can still make some money uh, to make all this worthwhile from their point of view. But let's not lose track of what's what matters the most. Again, my opinion, it's the safety and the health of the community, right? So if we're in a position, they're not we, but if they are in a position where they're trying to juggle, okay, do we play this game and put people at risk or do we just, call it not play keep everyone safe i think that's the most important thing you know we're all suffering and we're all um getting the effects of covid but again my opinion is you got to do what's best for the overall good and right now until we figure out the best way to get this uh, virus under control it's probably best to postpone things for the time being What's interesting is I've been so. Have you heard there's there's something that's trying to be built up called the Players Coalition for some of the NCAA men's football teams, and there are representatives from each of the Power Five conferences. And what they're saying is it's like hashtag We want to play, and there are certain rights that some of these players. Are asking for and like the number one again the number one thing and let me see if I can pull it up as I'm talking is you know they say you know we want to play so you know when you see when you hear them discussing you know the movement a lot of them feel actually a lot safer you know with sports because you know they feel like when they're in training camp when they are you know, on campus in doing their football stuff, that there's lots of monitoring that's going on. They feel like they have all of these different checks and balances are in there, and they kind of feel like that because they have something to play for and they don't necessarily want to mess things up, they feel like they are in a, in a better position to be able to be protected versus being out in the normal everyday general community when because it's already out there so it's interesting because you know in one argument it's like well yes you're getting tested i guess probably more frequently than the general everyday public so you you have the professionals who are watching over you but then the thing that is kind of difficult is because this is not the NFL, this is not, they're not professionals, and they also still have school, you know, they're still being mixed in with the general population. So it's very interesting when you look at it from that perspective, but then at the same time, you know, is it online schools, and then they're just going to campus for sports, but then everything else is online? 
So it's it's just very interesting just to see the the dynamics that are that are out there. And again, what is the right answer? Is it yes, you play? Um, no, you don't play. So that that's one thing that I thought was interesting. And then I know we were were looking back specifically at the coronavirus and. You know, is is this the safest thing? I think this is where people start talking about, you know, do we really even know what this virus is? And do people feel like we're overreacting and we're doing more than what we really need to be able to do? Because I would say, like, the naysayers are like, well, you know, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And I would say that those who are scientific saying, well, you need to try to minimize the exposure so that you don't get it so that it doesn't spread. So... I think that was an interesting point. And then going back to football, I think what another interesting point is going to be is we've kind of touched on it before is this whole college football playoff and how is it going to look like? Is it going to be one of those things where this year is just an asterisk where there's just not going to be a college football playoff and it's just teams are playing and then you kind of, you know, look at it like you used to look at it way back in the day. You look at strength schedule you look at teams who've played each other, and from there you just have a, a ranking, but you just don't have an official college football. From a fan perspective, what I think would be interesting is that now instead of just having college football in the fall, you know, you have college football in the fall, you watch that for some conferences, and then you also have college football that you can watch in the spring. So that's kind of interesting. You literally would be watching football all year round which would be very interesting. The basketball piece, I think, is interesting, too, because if you read in the article, the Pac-12 team said it's going to be all sports that are starting before January 1st. So initially, we thought we were just talking about football, but basketball usually starts around you know, October, November. So in essence, you're going to have those basketball teams potentially not play, whereas you have everybody else and where this comes into play is the whole March Madness thing. So it's just so interesting. In March Madness, college basketball is probably the second most grossing sport that you have. So again, you know, if it, if it didn't have to deal with football or basketball, I think the decision would be a lot different than what it is here. And I think it's just the amount of teams that are involved. When you're looking at NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Soccer, there are a far, far less amount of sports teams that are participating in these sports versus, what, the 119 college NCAA Division One schools or something like that. So to be able to juggle all that stuff when you have different resources, you have different schools who are able to do more or less, it's just... It's just way too big to be able to figure out. I mean, the bigger schools probably have a better opportunity to control than the smaller schools. But then when you have those schools play each other, you know, it's kind of like that contagion game. You have maybe one player from one team who has something. They play against each other. And now all of a sudden they bring it back to the other group. That was fine. And it's different, too, because, you know, it, there's a lot more contact that is occurring in those in those games, you're definitely in each other's bubbles versus everything else. So they may just shut it all down, period. Right. I think that's something that needs to be done. 
again, if the NFL is having a problem with this, how in the world will college football be able to do it? College football doesn't have as much money as the NFL, and there's far more teams, just like what you said uh, before. I just don't see how it can be done safely. Because, um, again, it just takes one person, <laughs> and you can affect everybody. One person. So the way I see it, I think it it needs to be postponed until we can uh, be sure that either everybody is in a bubble 100% such that nothing can really spread or there is a validated vaccine that everyone takes so you can no longer be affected by it. And I just don't see how that's going to happen with this short time frame um, between now and when college football is scheduled to officially start. Well, I think that's a good way to end that segment. Now, we have a timeline, and I'm looking at the clock. So based off of looking at the clock, what's my next move, man? What's my next move? (laughs) Yeah. So unfortunately, this may have to be it for me. Because like I said, a lot of things have changed, and my time is starting to get cut down. All right, my man. Well, why don't you take us home, man? All right. So it's been a pleasure. It, it does feel good to be back. Let me tell you that. But we are the Marcelin Brothers. We love y'all. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit us up. You can email us at marcelinbrothers at gmail.com. And you can listen to our podcast on any of the platforms that host podcasts. So please stay tuned. Tell us about your friends, share our podcast with other people, and let's just keep this ball rolling. All right, my man. So, again, give us those five-star reviews. Again, he is he and I am me, and we're about to get out of here. So thank you again, MVP crew. I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Until next time, keep tuned in, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life. What are you doing? Through a microphone. Are you talking to the microphone? Yeah. Are you making noise? Yeah. How old are you? Two. Two. Yeah, I too. Okay. <laughs> what else are you doing? I do a three. You're three? Ten, eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Four? Yeah, four. And five? Okay. Six. Very good. You're going to play with play with Grandma? No, I play Eli, okay? Eli's sleeping. Are you going to take a nap? Okay. I want to go on a cruise. What do you want to do? I'm going to go on a cruise. When are you going on a cruise? I'm going to go on a cruise. Maybe another time. Okay. All right. All right. All right, I'm going to press ready? stop. We're ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm press stop.
instinct. Why are you picking your nose? See? You're picking your boogers. I that's this. Okay. I think we've got enough video, right? Yeah. We got enough recording? Yeah. Are we going to pay you royalties? Yeah. Okay. Anything else do you want to say? Yeah. What else do you want to say? Uh, my teeth. Your teeth? What color are your teeth? What's what? What's that? That's, I don't know. You tell me. What's that? Okay. All right, Philia.